Mother's Day is almost here, and you can get her the most beautiful time-tested gift around. A watch she can wear every day for movement. Whether mom's into classic dress watches, rare and refined ceramics, or tried-and-true bestsellers, movement has something she'll love. And right now, you can save big on the best Mother's Day gift ever with up to 50% off site-wide during Movement's Mother's Day sale at MVMT.com. Again, that's up to 50% off at MVMT.com. Hello and welcome to the Green Industry Podcast with Paul Jamison. This show is all about helping lawn care and landscape professionals take your business to the next level. Paul is the author of three best-selling books, including Cut That Grass and Make That Cash, and his brand new book, 101 Proven Ways to Increase Efficiency and Make More Money in Lawn Care. Now available on Audible and narrated by Mr. Producer. Here's your host, Paul Jamison. Today, I'm going to share 12 lessons that I learned in 12 years as a small business owner. Let's get started. Number one is to keep clean, honest, organized set of books. Our numbers in our business tell a story, and that story is very important to understand so that we can know how to set our pricing and structure our business and things of that nature. But what's important is that we have honest, true, accurate numbers. And so lesson number one is don't mix and mingle your personal expenses into the business and vice versa, but keep them separate. So hundred percent of income that comes into the business, when a customer pays you, whether it's by cash, check, card, or Zelle and all these fancy ways there's to pay conveniently. Now, all of that money goes into the business checking account. And then from there, any expenses for the business comes out of that account And then we'll get to this point a little later on, but when you go to pay yourself, let's say you pay yourself a check uh, once a month or or biweekly, or it's direct deposited into your account through roll by ADP or whatnot. Well, then once that money hits your personal account, then you can spend it on groceries and DoorDash or whatever you spend your money on, Uh, but keep those separate so that the business finances are accurate. Um, That's, information is going to be so valuable to making um, well-informed decisions to run our business. Number two is to diligently know your break-even cost. And so not every month is going to be the same ever running a business, but there's those expenses each month that are the same. Perhaps you have a storage unit where you store all your equipment and your commercial vehicle insurances. And, And a lot of your insurances are going to be the same amount every month. And then if you have a bookkeeper that you use, that that's going to be the same every month. And the um, softwares to run your business for a CRM and things of that nature, that's the same every month. And I have a spreadsheet on uh, Google Sheets where I have all my expenses every single month that are the same. And then I know exactly how much it costs every month for those fixed costs. And of course, each month there's going to be some variable cost uh, to pay attention to, but just knowing that break even for those fixed costs. And then once you have accurate numbers over time, you can look back on the previous year and say, okay, last year on all these fixed costs, I spent X amount of dollars. You can divide that by 12 and know per month on average, it costs this to break even to run my business. That information is super helpful uh, again, and understanding what we need to 
price our services at so that we're profitable by the time we pay all those expenses and pay ourselves and our team and, and that we have um, a healthy profit after all of that. Number three is to pay yourself a fair market salary. And so this is a huge mistake that I made early on. And I notice when I do coaching with other um, small business owners, it's just a very, very common mistake, yet it's extremely costly. And so we're running our business, right? And I get it because I made the same mistake. And then you just kind of pull money out willy-nilly, owner's draw, right? When you, you need the money to pay rent or whatever your expenses are personally and things of that nature. And there's no rhyme or reason a lot of times. What's the best practice is to actually say, okay, you're the owner of the business, all right? If you were to go hire somebody to do what you do, whether that's out in the field doing the work as the labor or and or that's the administration stuff, or whatever you do in your business, let's just hypothetically say you're going to go out and you're going to hire somebody and they're going to do what you do. What would you pay them? Like legitimately for them to actually someone who would show up every day and and do a good job. What would you have to pay that person to do that? And once you know that number and it's it's reasonable for the market, if they would go do the same job for another company, you want to start paying yourself as the owner of the business that amount. Doesn't need to be exuberant, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars because you're the CEO of your business. It, it could just be, you know, in the middle of what the market average is for that um, specific job, responsibility and task. But you need to get into the habit of paying yourself as the owner of that fair market salary because one day you probably are going to need to hire somebody to do that work to, to replace you. So you're not doing, you know, wearing all the hats. And it's also when you start paying yourself as the owner, that, that fair market rate, you're going to really know the true condition of your business. Cause a lot of folks aren't calculating that into how their profit and how they're really doing. And they think they're doing better than they are, but when they actually start paying themselves as the owner, then it's kind of like eye-opening, like, oh, wow, this business isn't doing as well as I thought. And and then we can uh, figure out why and actually s- solve those issues. And so, and of course, you can take, and and, and, and uh, I'm going to get to this point later on about having a, a professional tax um, person in your corner that can explain all this to you, how you can, of course, pay yourself bonuses and beyond that. But it's good to consistently pay yourself kind of that steady, eddy, um, fair market salary. Number four is to price your services profitably. And so it's a very common mistake. I know personally, my prices were too low when I started out. And the reason being that most business owners um, usually price their services too low is because we don't understand all of the actual cost it takes to run our business right away. Um, We don't actually pay ourselves appropriately right away. And all of these, these situations cause our price to be too low. And it's very dangerous just to go off of what, you know, Johnny down the street's charging because Johnny down the street might not know his numbers and he might not be profitable. And and you can't just copycat what everybody else is doing. It's okay to, to have a a feeling out of what the market's charging in, in, in the area, but that can't dictate what your prices are. Um, that's just a little grain of salt in the grand scheme of things. You need to know your numbers. And once you know your numbers, then you can know, okay, I have to, char- I have to be charging this amount 
to hit the profits that I want to hit in my business after I pay myself as the owner, after I pay all the labor, after I pay all the expenses, after all of that, I also want to make sure there's this amount of profit in the business after you pay everything that is profitable. And and then you'll know what price to charge to hit all those numbers. Um, There's some calculations that you can really dial this into. I, I have a e-training program called Know Your Numbers, where my friend John Pajak and I walk through what you actually can calculate the break-even uh, rate per hour by looking at your cost throughout the entire year and then breaking that down into how many out, how many man hours in a year you actually work in your region. And then that's going to give us the uh, price that we need to be charging per man hour to break even because at the end of the day, especially in the lawn care service industry, we're selling time because, uh, you know, the customer is not going to go mow their own yard. They're hiring us. Well, how long is it going to take us to mow edge, trim blow, things of that nature? So price your services profitably. And that all goes into to lessons number one, two, and three. Number four, we just did price your services profitably. Number five is find a mentor who is further ahead in business than you. And so I am constantly, I got my, my goggles on, right? I'm searching around. Who do I respect that's further along in life and in business than me? And how can I learn from them? And in some cases I just pay, I I have one coach that I pay an outrageous amount of money to. Um, but he's way further ahead in business than me. And he can look under the hood of my business and, show me, Hey, we could adjust this. We could improve this. And so it's so important to find somebody that can look into your business who knows and has, you know, proven success and they can look in your business and show you where you're possibly leaving money on the table, where possibly you're not as efficient as possible. And you just want that extra set of eyes. And and I'm a paying customer. I pay uh, multiple people who are professionals in their their niche who look into my business and tell me the honest truth of how I can improve and be more profitable. So find those mentors in your life, um, in your business, and make sure they're further ahead than you, meaning they're not kind of at your level. They're, you know, steps in front of you and and, and have a proven track record of success. Uh, that's super important. Number six, we identify your niche and stay in your lane. It, it's so much more powerful when we're singularly focused, when we're trying to do three things at once, right? Oh, I'm going to do a little bit of this and a little bit of that and a little bit of this. Then we can really get stretched thin. I remember when I started my lawn business, um, you know, a customer had this really huge house and say, Hey, do you do gutter cleaning? And you know, I said, of course I do gutter cleaning, you know, and I charged them 225 bucks. I just, Pick that number out of thin air. No, no calculation behind it. Very, very brand new in business. One of my first yards. But this guy's house on the side was so tall. And so the ladder that I had didn't even work. So I had to go to the rental um, place, rent one of those gigantic tall ladders, you know, I'll haul that out there, climb up. I'm afraid of heights. We're sitting up there at the super tall spot. You know, and and the gutters were all mushy with nothing. It probably hadn't been clean since that house was built. Ain't nobody go up that high. It was all kind of gunk up there. It was dangerous. Well, anyway, I got done with that job by the amount of hours that um, we spent on that job. And then the the rental of the ladder, 
it wasn't profitable at all. And I could share with you sample and example of times where I just didn't stay in my lane and I'm doing all of these other services and not staying in what is my wheelhouse where I know I can do an excellent job. I have the equipment, the knowledge, the pricing down and it's profitable and the customer's happy because I do a good job and I'm happy because I'm making a profit and enjoying serving the customer. So anyway, figure out what you uh, think is, is the lane that you want to pursue and get your equipment for that lane, give your marketing for that lane and, you know, stay in that lane and don't be all over the place. Hey, you, yeah, you, you're out there in the field, mowing lawns, making money, working hard, but for every dollar you make, you're worried. Worried that you spend too much, worried that you won't make payroll, or worried you'll generate a big financial mistake. Simply put, you don't know your numbers. You're not alone. The Landscaping Bookkeeper has helped dozens of eager lawn care owners organize their numbers, learn the language of business, and build a solid financial foundation. Start your journey from simply earning money to creating a long-lasting source of income today by scheduling a free 15-minute phone call at thelandscapingbookkeeper.com. Ever wish you could monitor your vehicles, drivers, and equipment in live time to improve routes, enhance job site planning, and save your business money? Well, with GPS Track It, your wish is our command. When you integrate GPS Track It with your company vehicles, you get a 24-7 view of your vehicles, so you operate at crazy levels of efficiency. It's money-saving, peace of mind lawn and landscaping companies deserve. Ever wish every day was Donut Friday? Us too, but we can't help with that. Talk with one of our fleet advisors. No pressure, no hassle. Call 1-844-996-2518 or visit gpstrackit.com slash Paul to learn more. GPS Track It. Don't forget to grab your ticket to attend Equip Expo in Louisville, Kentucky this October 18th through 21st. Use my name, Paul, and you'll save 50% off. The Equip Exposition is the event of the year for those who work in our line of work. There is no better trade show to test before you invest in new products, innovations, and even ideas for your business. You can talk to the teams behind the most useful machines, products, and technology that we use daily and then test drive them for yourself in the nearly 30-acre outdoor demo yard. With 25-plus education sessions, two nights of free concerts, and networking with thousands of pro landscapers, this show is the future of your business. Register at EquipExposition.com. All right, continuing along, 12 lessons I learned in 12 years as a small business owner. Lesson number seven is to take care of our health and our body. So when you own a business, there's always something to do. I mean, we can always be giving our energy on improving some area of our business. That is never going to go away. You can look at the best companies, you know, the top five, 10 companies in a, the world today. And there's all, there are always something you can be doing that that's never going to stop. And so What's important is that we have a rhythm in our daily life where we're putting the proper nutrient-dense foods into our body, the proper hydration, um, 
setting the environments to get the best possible sleep that we can, exercising, uh, whatever that looks like for you, um, whether it's out jogging or walking or, or in the gym and doing some weight training and some uh, core work or whatever your uh, cup of tea is for your uh, fitness goals. But but having a rhythm and an intentionality that we take care of our body because when we're at optimal health and our performance in our decision-making is going to be um, set up for success. But when we're uh, tired and things of that nature and fatigued and, you know, we're not going to make as excellent as decisions um, versus when we're well-rested and we're focused and we're um, in excellent shape. So um, that's something that there is a few years in my business where I had stopped going to the gym. I was kind of just um, in the habit of going through drive throughs and getting food um, that was not healthy. Um, and, and I had to really figure out how I'm going to adjust my diet and schedule to be able to put more healthy foods in, inside my digestive system and also you know, have some kind of exercise routine. Number eight is uh, 12 lessons I learned in 12 years as a business owner is don't be a lone wolf, get plugged into a community. And so a lot of times when we run a business, you know, those around us are friends and things of that nature. They're employees for companies and that's fine. You, there's a lot of companies that you could be a boy at and be an absolute rock star, all-star, have a, have a great career in life. But a lot of times if you don't talk to others who are small business owners, then nobody really gets it because it's hard to explain to somebody who doesn't understand the Im immense high pressure that we have on our um, shoulders as, as running a business with just so much responsibility. And a lot of times we can just kind of retreat and do our own thing because, you know, nobody really gets it unless, you know, they have a business or things of that nature. And if you watch like the video of um, an animal out in, you know, Africa, so to speak, like a lion, if they're by themselves, the hyenas might come and try to attack them. But if they're in a group, ain't no one messing with them. And it's important that we're in a group. Uh, we're in a community, a healthy community. I know I have a friend um, who he doesn't own a business. He's, he, he's an employee, but him and his wife are very successful. And, you know, we'll go out to lunch um, every now and again, or he'll call me frequently, you know, like once a week or whatnot, and just check in and see how I'm doing. And, and uh, I can talk to him, you know, authentically and let him know the good, bad, and the ugly and just have that um, community. And so anyway, don't be the lone wolf or you'll get picked off. Um, be in a community. Find people who you can share your life with, share your business with that will keep you accountable to your goals and check in on you and things of that nature. So, so that's very important. Um, number nine, 12 lessons I learned 12 years as a small business owner is to serve our customers with excellence. And so this is so important that we really keep a focus on our customer and that we do an excellent job, whether it's a service or a good that we're providing towards them, towards them, that it's excellent. And as soon as we get distracted from that, our business is in great jeopardy and danger because it's so easy for our and we need to be focused on, you know, 
all the behind the scenes efficiencies and things of that nature so that our, our business is operating on all cylinders. But sometimes we can get so focused on us and what we got to do for the business that we forget it's all about the customer. It's all about um, serving and providing the best service for the customer. And so um, this is a lesson that I have noticed recently how much I revere the customer and making sure that they're well, you know, happy and well served. And um, that's just something I noticed when I started my business, I was just kind of all focused on me and how I needed money to pay my rent. And it was, it was all kind of me centered instead of really focusing on my customer. And so nowadays my, my paradigm is just shifted to really focus on the customer and making sure that they are very, very happy and I'm serving them well. Alrighty. Number 10 is to utilize the internet and social media to your business's advantage. And so we are being trained as consumers. If we go to buy something or consider buying something, we typically will subconsciously, whether we realize we're doing it or not, check that product or services reputation. And so Amazon being the biggest store in the world, they train us to kind of, before you check out, you, you want to check and see how many ratings and reviews does this have? What kind of ratings and reviews does this product have? And then that correlates as well with services on Google. Someone types in, you know, lawn care near me or whatever they're typing into the search. And then they're going to click on the um, potential company and they're going to look at the ratings. They're going to look at the reviews. They're going to see the social proof. So we need to be mindful that that's more than likely what our customer is going to do when they encounter us online. So we want to put ourselves in position, A, that they find us online, and B, that the reputation is excellent, that there's a quantity of reviews and there's an excellence with our pictures we're posting and things of that nature. So a lot of this is free. Google My Business is free. You can put pictures on Google My Business. You can get reviews and, and the more reviews and, and that they're five stars and um, things are well said about your company, the better that goes when a, a possible customer sees that online. You want them to know, like, and trust you. And so utilizing the internet and social media um, to our business's advantage is absolutely huge. Number 11 is to hire a reputable trustworthy financial team. So this can consist of a bookkeeper, an accountant, a tax planner, a financial planner, and some services offer multiple. Uh, for example, my tax planner is also my financial planner. They have a CFP, Certified Financial Planner Credential, which is difficult to get, um, but they do an excellent job of helping me understand my numbers as well as my bookkeeper does. Um, making sure everything's organized and that I understand the reports that when I started my business, I didn't understand how to read a profit and loss statement with the particular itemized things that I needed to to have focused on in my business. I didn't understand the balance sheet and the cash flow statement or statement of cash flows. All that stuff was foreign to me, but having a good bookkeeper is a valuable lesson I've learned because they helped me to understand my profit and loss and including my owner's pay on my profit and loss, what my business is truly doing profitable wise and what adjustments I need to make to be more profitable. And, and my certified financial planner helps me to, you know, have a mindset of wealth building. And um, that leads me into my 12th point, And that is to um, have a tax savings account. And so and a re, these all kind of go together, point 11 and point 12 of 
a good tax planner is going to help you understand when your taxes are due and to the best ability that they have a ballpark number of what amount's going to be due forecasting that so you can appropriately save those funds. So when the taxes are due, whether it's at the state level or federal level, that you are prepared, meaning you have you see it coming, you know when the due date is, you know the amount you need to have saved, and you actually get in a routine and a rhythm to save that money so that when the the tax bill is due, there's no anxiety or stress because you have saved the money along the way. And so I wish someone would have sat me down my first year in business and, and explained to me, you need a separate account for tax savings. You need to take a percentage of the revenue or profit, depending on how you want to do your calculation. And you need to consistently um, put that into that tax savings account so that when your taxes are due, you have the money saved. And so I say all that to encourage you to to research a good tax planner that's reputable, that will help you, has a heart of a teacher that will help you understand all the dynamics of the taxes because they're constantly changing. But what's not changing is that you're going to owe money <laughs> more than likely, and you need to have a, a plan to make sure that there's no surprises that you have been diligent to save the proper funds to pay those on time. And so it all, all these 12 kind of tie together because to pay your taxes on time, you need to have the money saved to pay yourself as the owner, you know, with margin in your business, you need to charge the proper pricing to charge the proper pricing. You need to know your break-even cost. So all of these kind of intermixed, they're not like isolated, but there are 12 lessons that I've learned as I've built a business and I'm continuing to learn every single day uh, more and more about business. So I could have done 99 lessons I learned in 12 years of business. Uh, but I think 12 just kind of made the title work. So I hope this has helped you. And I hope uh, as you continue to grow your business, that it becomes even more profitable and more successful. You need to increase your prices to earn more but you better do it correctly or your customers will become unhappy. You want to discover the proven method to easily increase your prices? I've assembled the Price Increase Letter Template. It's a plug and play document that will allow you to inform your customers in the correct way so that they understand why and will gladly accept your price increase. You can pick up the Price Increase Letter Template today at the Resource Center at thegreenindustrypodcast.com. Hey, it's Marty, producer of the Green Industry Podcast. This episode is over, but check the episode notes for links to products and services that you heard about during the episode. And thanks for listening. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.